The Great River Shakespeare Festival presents The Tragedy of Macbeth, Episode 5. Previously on Macbeth. Macbeth! 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 Beware, Macduff! Beware the fane of Fife! Tis two or three, my lord. That bring you word Macduff is fled to England. Gracious England hath lent us good seaward and ten thousand men. Be bloody, bold, and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man, for none of woman born shall harm Macbeth. Time, thou anticipatest my dread exploits. Macbeth shall never vanquished be until great Burnham Wood to high Dunsinane Hill shall come against him. Front to front, bring thou this fiend of Scotland and myself. Within my sword's length set him. If he scape, heaven forgive him too. Act 5, Scene 1. Enter a doctor and a waiting gentlewoman. I have two nights watched with you, but can perceive no truth in your report. When was it she last walked? Since his majesty went into the field, I have seen her rise from her bed, throw her nightgown upon her, unlock her closet, take forth paper, fold it, write upon it, read it, afterwards seal it, and again return to bed, yet all this while in a most fast sleep. A great perturbation in nature. To receive at once the benefit of sleep, do the effects of watching. Enter Lady Macbeth with a candle. Lo, you... Here she comes. This is her very guise, and upon my life, fast asleep. Observe her. Stand close. How came she by that light? I had stood by her. She has light by her continually. Tis her command. You see, her eyes are open. Aye, but their scents are shut. What is it she does now? Look how she rubs her hands. It is an accustomed action with her to seem thus washing her hands. I have known her continue in this a quarter of an hour. Yet, here's a spot. Out! Damned spot! Out, I say! One, two, why then, tis time to do it. Hell is murky. Fie, my lord, fie! A soldier and a feared! What need we fear who knows it, when none can call our power to account? Yet who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him? The Thane of Fife had a wife. Where is she now? What? Will these hands ne'er be clean? No more of that, my lord, no more of that. You mar all with this starting. Go to, go to. You have known what you should not. She has spoke what she should not. I am sure of that. Heaven knows what she has known. Here's the smell of the blood still. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. Oh! 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 What a sigh is there. The heart is sorely charged. I would not have such a heart in my bosom for the dignity of the whole body. This disease is beyond my practice. Wash your hands. Put on your nightgown. Look not so pale. I tell you yet again, Banquo's buried. He cannot come out in his grave. To bed. To bed. There's knocking at the gate. Come. Come, come, come. Give me your hand. 
What's done cannot be undone. To bed. To bed. To bed. <gasps> Will she go now to bed? Directly. Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles. Infected minds to their deaf pillows will discharge their secrets. More needs she the divine than the physician. God. God, forgive us all. Look after her. Remove from her the means of all annoyance and still keep eyes upon her. So good night. My mind she has mated and amazed my sight. But think, but dare not speak. Good night, good doctor. Act 5, Scene 2. Enter Lennox. And Caithness with soldiers. The English power is near, led on by Malcolm, his uncle Seward, and the good Macduff. Near Burnham Wood shall we well meet them. That way are they coming. What does the tyrant? Great Dunsinane he strongly fortifies. Some say he's mad. Others that lesser hate him do call it valiant fury. But for certain, he cannot buckle his distempered cause within the belt of rule. Now does he feel his secret murders sticking on his hands. Now minutely revolts upbraid his faith breach. Those he commands move only in command, nothing in love. Now does he feel his title hang loose about him like a giant's robe upon a dwarfish thief. Well, march we on to give obedience where tis truly owed. Meet we the medicine of the sickly wheel, and with him pour we in our country's purge each drop of us. Or so much as it needs to dew the sovereign flower and drown the weeds. Make we our march towards Burnham. Act 5, Scene 3. Enter Macbeth. And a doctor. Bring me no more reports. Let them fly all. Till Burnham Wood removed to Dunsinane, I cannot take with fear. What's the boy Malcolm? Was he not born of woman? The spirits that know all mortal consequences have pronounced me thus. Fear not, Macbeth. No man that's born of woman shall e'er have power upon thee. Then fly, false thanes, and mingle with the English epicures. The mind I sway by and the heart I bear shall never sag with doubt nor shake with fear. Enter servant. The devil damn thee, thou cream-faced loom. Where gotst thou that goose look? There is ten thousand. Geese, villain. Soldiers, sir. Go prick thy face and overread thy fear, thou lily-livered boy. What? Soldiers, wayface. The English force, so please you. Take thy face hence. Exit servant. Satan! I'm sick at heart when I behold. Satan, I say! This push will cheer me ever or unseat me now. I have lived long enough. My way of life has fallen into the sear, the yellow leaf, and that which should accompany old age as honor, love, obedience, troops of friends, I must not look to have, but in their stead curses, not loud but deep, 
mouth honor, breath which the poor heart would fain deny and dare not. Satan! Enter Satan. What's your gracious pleasure? What news more? All is confirmed, my lord, which was reported. I'll fight till from my bones my flesh be hacked. Give me mine armor. Tis not needed yet. I'll put it on. Send out more horses. Stir the country round. Hang those that talk of fear. Give me mine armor. Exit, Satan. How does your patient, doctor? Not so sick, my lord, as she is troubled with thick-coming fancies that keep her from her rest. Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister to a mind diseased? Pluck from the memory a rooted sorrow. Raise out the written troubles of the brain, and with some sweet, oblivious antidote, cleanse the fraught bosom of that perilous stuff which weighs upon the heart? Therein the patient must minister to himself. Enter Satan with armor. Throw physic to the dogs, I'll none of it. Come, put mine armor on. Give me my staff. Satan, send out. Doctor, the veins fly from me. Come, sir, dispatch. If thou couldst, doctor, cast the water of my land, find her disease and purge it to a sound and pristine health, I would applaud thee to the very echo that should applaud again. Pull it off, I say! What rhubarb, senna, or what purgative drug would scour these English heads? Hearest thou of them? Aye, my good lord, your royal preparation makes us hear something. Bring it after me. I will not be afraid of death and bane till Burnham Forest come to Dunsinane. Exit Macbeth. Were I from Dunsinane away and clear, profit again should hardly draw me here. Act 5, Scene 4. Enter Malcolm. Seaward. Macduff. Lennox. Caithness and soldiers marching. Cousins, I hope the days are near at hand that chambers will be safe. We doubt it nothing. What wood is this before us? The wood of Burnham. Let every soldier hew him down a bough and bear it before him. Thereby we shall shadow the numbers of our host and make discovery err in report of us. It shall be done. We learn no other but the confident tyrant keeps still in Dunsinane and will endure our setting down before it. Tis his main hope. None serve with him but constrained things whose hearts are absent too. Let our just censures attend the true event and put we on industrious soldiership. The time approaches that will with due decision make us know what we shall say we have and what we owe. Thoughts speculative, their unsure hopes relate, but certain issue strokes must arbitrate, towards which advance the war. Act five, scene five. Enter Macbeth, Satan and soldiers. Hang out our banners on the outward walls. 
The cry is still, they come. Our castle's strength will laugh a siege to scorn. Here let them lie, till famine and the ague eat them up. Were they not forced with those that should be ours, we might have met them dareful beard to beard and beat them backward home. What is that noise? It is the cry of women, my good lord. Exit Satan. I have almost forgot the taste of fears. The time has been when my senses would have cooled to hear a night shriek, and my fell of hair would in a dismal treatise rouse and stir as life were imped. I have supped full of horrors. Direness, familiar to my slaughterous thoughts, cannot once start me. Enter Satan. Wherefore was that cry? The queen, my lord, is dead. She should have died hereafter. There would have been time for such a word. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Enter servant. Thou comest to use thy tongue, thy story quickly. Gracious, my lord, I should report that which I say I saw, but know not how to do it. Well, say, sir. As I did stand my watch upon the hill, I looked toward Burnham, and anon methought the wood began to move. Liar and knave! Let me endure your wrath if it be not so. Within this three mile may you see it coming. I say, a moving grove. If thou speakest false, upon the next tree shall thou hang alive till famine cling thee. If thy speech be sooth, I care not if thou dost for me as much I pull in resolution and begin to doubt the equivocation of the fiend that lies like truth. Fear not, till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane, and our wood is come to Dunsinane. Arm, arm and out. If this which he avouches does appear, there is nor flying hence, nor tarrying here. I begin to be weary of the sun and wish the estate of the world were now undone. Ring the alarm bell! Blow wind! Come, rack! At least we'll die with harness on our back! Act 5, Scene 6. Enter Malcolm. Seaward. Macduff. And their army, carrying branches. Now near enough. Your leafy screens throw down and show like those you are. You, worthy uncle, shall with my cousin, your right noble son, lead our first battle. 
Worthy Macduff and we shall take upon us what else remains to do, according to our order. Fare you well. Do we but find the tyrant's power tonight? Let us be beaten if we cannot fight. Make all our trumpets speak. Give them all breath. Those clamorous harbingers of blood and death. Act 5, Scene 7. Enter Macbeth. They have tied me to a stake. I cannot fly, but bear-like I must fight the course. What's he that was not born of woman? Such a one am I to fear or none? Enter young steward. What is thy name? Thou'lt be afraid to hear it. No, though thou call'st thyself a hotter name than any is in hell. My name's Macbeth. The devil himself could not pronounce a title more hateful to mine ear. No, nor more fearful. Thou liest, abhorred tyrant. With my sword, I'll prove the lie thou speak'st. Thou wast born of woman. But swords I smile at, weapons laugh to scorn, brandished by man that's of a woman born. Act 5, Scene 8. Enter Macduff. That way the noise is. Tyrant, show thy face. If thou beest slain and with no stroke of mine, my wife and children's ghosts will haunt me still. I cannot strike at wretched kerns, whose arms are hired to bear their staves. Either thou, Macbeth, or else my sword with an unbattered edge, I sheathe again undeeded. There thou shouldst be. By this great clatter, one of greatest note seems bruited. Let me find him fortune, and more I beg not. Act 5, Scene 9. Enter Malcolm. And Seaward. This way, my lord. The castle's gently rendered. The tyrant's people on both sides do fight. The noble thanes do bravely in the war. The day almost itself professes yours, and little is to do. We have met with foes that strike beside us. Enter, sir, the castle. Act 5, Scene 10. Enter Macbeth. Why should I play the Roman fool and die on mine own sword, whilst I see lives that gashes do better upon them? Enter Macduff. Turn, hellhound, turn. Of all men else I have avoided thee, but get thee back. My soul is too much charged with blood of thine already. I have no words. My voice is in my sword, thou bloodier villain than terms can give thee out. Thou losest labor. As easy mayst thou the entrenchant air with thy keen sword impress, as make me bleed. Let fall the blade on vulnerable crests. I bear a charmed life, which must not yield to one of woman born. Despair thy charm, and let the angel whom thou still hast served tell thee, Macduff was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. Accursed be the tongue that tells me so. For it hath cowed my better part of man. And be these juggling fiends no more believed that palter with us in a double sense, that keep the word of promise to our ear, 
and break it to our hope. I'll not fight with thee. Then yield thee, coward, and live to be the show and gaze of the time. We'll have thee as our rare monsters are painted upon a pole, and under it, here may you see the tyrant. I will not yield to kiss the ground before young Malcolm's feet and to be baited with the rabble's curse. Though Burnham would be come to Dunsinane, and thou opposed being of no woman born, yet I will try the last. Before my body I throw my warlike shield, lay on Macduff, and damned be him that first cries, hold, enough. Act 5, Scene 11. Enter Malcolm. Seaward. Ross, Thanes, and soldiers. I would the friends we miss were safe arrived. Some must go off, and yet by these I see so great a day as this is cheaply bought. Macduff is missing, and your noble son. Your son, my lord, has paid a soldier's debt. He only lived but till he was a man, the which no sooner had his prowess confirmed in the unshrinking station where he fought, but like a man he died. Then he is dead? Aye, and brought off the field. Your cause of sorrow must not be measured by his worth, for then it hath no end. Had he his hurts before? Aye, on the front. Why then, God's soldier be he. Had I as many sons as I have hairs, I would not wish them to a fairer death. And so his knell is told. He's worth more sorrow, and that I'll spend for him. He's worth no more. They say he parted well, and paid his score, and so... God be with him. Here comes newer comfort. Enter Macduff with Macbeth's head. Hail, king, for so thou art. Behold where stands the usurper's cursed head. The time is free. I see thee compassed with thy kingdom's pearl that speak my salutation in their minds, whose voices I desire aloud with mine. Hail, king of Scotland! Hail, King of Scotland! We shall not spend a large expense of time before we reckon with your several loves and make us even with you. What's more to do, which would be planted newly with the time, as calling home our exiled friends abroad that fled the snares of watchful tyranny, producing forth the cruel ministers of this dead butcher and his fiend-like queen, who, as tis thought, by self and violent hands took off her life. This, and what needful else that calls upon us by the grace of grace, we will perform in measure, time, and place. So thanks to all at once, and to each one whom we invite to see us crowned at school. This production of Macbeth was directed by Doug Schultz Carlson and Victoria Nassif. Text coaching by Victoria Teague. Sound design by Scott O'Brien and sound editing by Nathaniel Brown. The cast included Andrew Carlson as Macbeth, Leah Gabriel as Lady Macbeth, Michael Fitzpatrick as King Duncan, 
Alex Campbell as Malcolm, Melissa Maxwell as Satan, Will Sturtevant as Banquo and Seaward, Vanessa Morosco as Macduff, Brittany Proya as Lennox, Chris Pow as Ross, Victoria Nassif as the first witch, first murderer, and a doctor, Gavin Muller as the second witch and second murderer, Lauren Winder as the third witch, gentlewoman, and Valerie Lynn Brett as Lady Macduff and Hecate. Doug Schultz Carlson as a captain and Caithness. Emma Bucknam as a servant. Liam Carlson as Fleance. Jackson Mixon as Donalbane. Lina Carlson as the Macduff child. And Hannah Young as the young Seward. This has been a production of the Great River Shakespeare Festival. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.